This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Love frozen treats, but eat low carb? We've got good news. With Breyers Carb Smart, you can enjoy tubs and bars of flavors like caramel swirl, mint fudge, peanut butter, chocolate covered almond, and more while keeping each serving three to five grams net carbs and 150 calories or less. Stacy, you missed the best part. These frozen treats are delicious. Grab your exclusive discount at briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you and use it at any major retailer to try Briars Carb Smart today. I'm obsessed with my air fryer and I'm not a gadget person. I think I got mine maybe three, like now, like four years ago. Like so early in the, when air fryers were starting to just come onto the market in, in like a bigger way. And I just, it's like the one small appliance I think I could not live without. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan, and this week's episode is all about the air fryer. And we're really going to try to answer the question, do you actually need an air fryer? I want this episode. (laughs) So I wasn't able to join the conversation that you had with our guest, Jessica Dang. But I have talked about in previous episodes and in our listeners group, which everybody should join, by the way. You'll be prompted for a passcode. It's whiskey. I had a very early generation air fryer. The basket was teeny tiny. It seemed pretty cool. There definitely weren't as many air fryer recipes out there. So it was a busy time. My kids were young and it was like really just on me, like, what can I throw in the air fryer? And it really wasn't practical for dinner. It felt more like snacks because the basket was so small. I basically used it a very small handful of times and then gave it away. 
And then once I gave it away, I was like, I'm not going to get another one. Like, I don't really think this is for me. I gave it a go. But now, all this time later, I see so many like genius ideas. I know that there are ones with bigger baskets. And I'm like, oh, should I get one? And I still haven't decided. I will say this is a frequently asked for episode in our listeners group. This is a frequently asked question. Like, do I really need one? And this is something that Jess and I did not touch on, which is the air fryer technology, even in the last four years, basically like since I've had my first air fryer and now I've had two or three other ones, which is not because I'm gadget obsessed, but just because I often get sent them to test out for kitchen, which is like the technology of an air fryer has rapidly improved as have the resources for an air fryer. Like now there are whole air frying cookbooks and like whole people dedicate pages on their website to air fryers. Um, So there's just like a lot more to make it really interesting. And I would have said the same thing about an instant pot. Like the first time I bought an instant pot, I, it took me a long time to like really rev up to using it. And then I really wasn't sure like that I wanted to use it. And it wasn't until like it became this trending thing and there were a lot more resources and a lot more ideas coming to the table that I was like, oh, yes, everyone needs an Instant Pot. And so we really do answer the question of do you need an air fryer plain and simple with Jess? Okay, and before we get to it, because I'm so eager to get to this conversation, what size air fryer? do you recommend? Did you guys talk about that? Do I need to wait longer? Or can you just <laughs> tell me right now? Right then? <laughs> we did talk about it. Oh, so okay. I am going to make you wait oh, and just fine. introduce Jess for okay. us. Well, before we get to Jess, let's quickly hear from one of our latest sponsors, which I'm so excited about. Helps keep the kids busy all summer long. Megan, summer break is finally here. How are you feeling about it this year? I'm honestly feeling all of the parent feels right now. Right? I mean, there's relief that remote school's over, dread that there's no camp, concern about how we're all going to manage work family life with so many of us still at home. And guilt. With parents balancing more than ever, it's easy to feel bad about the choices we make to occupy our kids. I know, but you know what? Let's get to the good stuff because we're here with fantastic news. First off, we're writing all parents a permission slip to let go of the guilt. Y'all are doing your best and it's truly good enough. And hey, Megan, us too. Truly. And we're proud to share KiwiCo, a new sponsor making it easier for parents to keep kids busy and learning all summer long in a way that feels good to them and to us. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on art and science projects that kids can do from home. Each KiwiCo box is delivered monthly and comes with all the supplies needed for that month's project, plus detailed kid-friendly instructions and a cool magazine filled with content to learn more about each crate's theme. I love the huge range of topics, too. Emmett gets the koala crate designed for preschoolers, and without travel this summer, Ella has been excitedly exploring through her Atlas crate subscription. And hey, KiwiCo crates are not just for younger kids. The Maker and Eureka crates are amazing for tweens and teens like my 13-year-old, and there are three different options for school-aged kids like Oliver, my 10-year-old. He especially loves the science and engineering projects in the Tinker crates. With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, blast off a bottle rocket, explore colorful, kid-friendly chemistry, and more, all from the comfort of home. Everything you need to make art and science seriously fun delivered to your doorstep. 
I've even gotten in on the fun, which is saying a lot since the most exciting part about KiwiCo crates is that they keep my kids busy independently. <laughs> Get your first month free on select crates at KiwiCo.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash didn't I just feed you. Jess Dang is the founder of CookSmarts, an online meal planning service voted number one on Lifehacker. She started CookSmarts in 2012, which is when I was first introduced to her work, to help families live healthier lives, feel empowered and inspired in the kitchen, and lighten the mental load of meal planning, which you know we all need. Prior to starting CookSmarts, Jess was a contestant on a Food Network cooking show and taught in-home cooking lessons around the Bay Area. She is a mother of three, including an 18-month-old, and host of In the Kitchen with CookSmarts podcast. Jess, this is like a really hard question to answer, I think. But our listeners have asked again and again, and they really want a definitive answer. Does every home cook need an air fryer? I really think so. I'm obsessed with my air fryer and I'm not a gadget person. I think I got mine maybe three, like like now, like four years ago, like so early in the, when air fryers were starting to just come onto the market in, in like a bigger way. And I just, it's like the one small appliance I think I could not live without. Okay. Even over an Instant Pot, do you own an Instant Pot? And I how do, do you feel about I, that? I also love my Instant Pot, but I use my air fryer probably at least once a day, if not like two or three times a day. And I use my Instant Pot probably like two or three times a week. Okay. You've got, you have me beat then because I think I use my air fryer three or four times a week and the way that I use it and the way I love it makes me agree with you that every home cook really does need an air fryer. But I'm so curious, how do you use the air fryer? Like if you're using it sometimes two or three times a day, what are you putting in it? How are you using it? Okay, so I do not have a toaster oven. Like we use it for everything from making sandwich melts because we don't have a toaster oven um, to like roasting vegetables. And we pretty much roast vegetables probably like every day just because that's an easy way for our kids to like just eat vegetables because they come out really crispy. And I often just do them straight from like a bag of frozen vegetables. And that yes. just is like the best like busy mom shortcut. I think it's like uh, you don't have, you've got like, you know, it's like 5.30, you have, you're not sure what you're going to make for dinner, but you're like, I need to make sure there's some vegetables. So like we will throw a bag of frozen cauliflower in the in the air fryer or a bag of baby carrots. And then they're like done in like 20 to 25 minutes. And during that time, I can like be prepping everything else. Yes. I love a bag of frozen vegetables in the air fryer. I actually wrote a whole ode for the kitchen about like why I think the air fryer is completely transformative for vegetables. Yes. And this, I'm so glad you brought up the toaster oven because I think that's like a question that also comes up is like, well, my oven has convection or I have a toaster oven. Like, do I really still need an air fryer? And I have both, although we don't pull our toaster oven out. It like lives in the garage and I only use it for recipe testing because I don't find that either the convection on my oven or the convection on my toaster oven is as efficient as it is in the air fryer. I, I find the same thing. So like I have clearly have an oven. We have a, you know, a kitchen, regular kitchen with yes. an oven. But for me, it's the preheating time that I really save. Um, and I get, you know, so like instead of waiting for the oven to preheat, it takes like 15, you know, 15 minutes to get to. 400 degrees, I just pop everything right into the air fryer and it 
doesn't have to preheat. And I do find that you're right. Like the, whatever is going on with like the air fryer technology, like it does circulate the air better. And I think just because it's in an enclosed, like a much smaller enclosed space, you do get that browning that sometimes takes a little bit longer to achieve in the oven. Yes. It's like a browning slash caramelization plus because of the convection, which is like what an air fryer is, right? Like it is a small oven that also has a relatively large for its size fan. And so it's taking the heat and it's really throwing it around the food in an even sort of cycle. And that allows like everything to brown evenly on all sides. So like, you know, if you cube sweet potatoes and you throw them in your 400 degree oven, you still have to at some point through the cooking, turn them so that you don't end up with like one really brown side and then pale other sides. With the air fryer, that like churning doesn't have to happen because the air is just cycling around it. Yeah, exactly. And I also find that things don't dry out as much in the air fryer, especially meats, I guess. So like, so when I do, like, I'm not a big chicken breast person, but I will have, like, I will do some meal prep and just put two marinated chicken breasts or, you know, however many of them fit in the air fryer. And I find that it comes out like, it doesn't have that like kind of dry, like chewiness that sometimes happens in the larger oven. Just because it's like, when you look, when you look at like just like two or three chicken breasts in a large oven, it just seems kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, too. it's not very efficient at it's all. It's not efficient. I do think that because there's just more space, like there's more maybe like room for evaporation of all all the liquids, all the juices inside. Whereas I don't find that with the, with the air fryer at all. And so that's something that I'll do on the weekends is just use it as a big meal prepping tool. Um, like I'm not, uh, like a, you know, your fitness meal, meal prepper where you, you, I'm making like 20 meal, 20 of the same meals to eat throughout the week, but we will get a couple of ingredients ready, you know, just so that we can throw them into salads or wraps or sandwiches or whatever. And I find that it's really great to use the air fryer. Cause I don't like wash, you know, I don't, I'm not like washing it every like between ingredients, you can just like reuse the basket as is, or at least unless it's like too oily, you kind of just need to pour things out. Um, And I just love that. I don't have to mess with like a sheet pan or go with the oven and turn, you know, turn the chicken breast or just a huge roasting pan that doesn't even fit in your sink. Exactly. Yes. I feel like this is a good time to mention that you do run an online meal planning service, Cook Smarts. And so talking, you're like an expert in meal planning and making weeknight dinners easier. So that's like how you're approaching the air fryer. And I love how you say, like shared about, you know, you use it for meal prep, but you're not doing like a crazy amount of meal prep. You're just able to make extra in your air fryer, but you're also using it for quick weeknight cooking too. Yes, definitely. For me, a lot of it is really just more of a components of a meal, you know? So again, the like roasted vegetables. Um, one thing that I really love doing there is zoodles. I think people just like don't like, that's like something that's like, oh, I never thought to do zoodles in an air fryer. But, but I the, literally have never thought to do that. What what happens? What what can I expect? Well, so like when you do zoodles, you typically do them in a pan. Like that's what most yeah. people do, right? And so they kind of like, soggy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. I was like, well, like, zoodles are great. Like I love the concept, but every time I make them, even if I like salt the zucchini before and get some of the liquid, you know, out, it still ends up in like a bit of a soggy mess in the saute pan. And so I find with the air fryer, because again, like it's like more of an more oven, like it things, there is some liquid, that liquid, like more, it's either evaporating or it's dripping out of the basket. 
into yes. you know the the whatever like little the shelf or whatever it's called the the drawer that you don't end up with soggy noodles. And so I do find that it's much it's like a much better way to make zoodles than like when you then sauteing it. So when I think of air fried zoodles, I think they're going to be like kind of crispy, like a almost like a fritter texture. Is that what happens or it's more just like they're crisp like an al dente spaghetti? Exactly. More of the latter, the al dente. So I just don't cook it long enough that it could get crisp, right? So I'm yeah. not drawing out all the moisture that it's starting to brown and, and caramelize. I'm just getting it so that like the zoodles are slightly, you know, the, the zucchini is are slight, it's slightly cooked, um, but, you know, it's no, it's no longer raw, but it's not like... <laughs> overcooked um, that sometimes happens with a saute pan or so dried out that you end up with like kind of a crispy, crispy like fry or something instead. Yes. Which actually probably would be good too. <laughs> I know. I'm, my wheels are turning where I'm like, oh, maybe we need to do more veggie fritters in the air fryer because we do love the roasted vegetables from an mm-hmm. air fryer. We love cooking proteins in it, whether it's like Honest to goodness, sometimes frozen nuggets in the air oh, fryer. yeah, totally. But also sometimes like you're talking about like crispy chicken thighs are really easy and great to do in the air fryer. But yeah, I hadn't thought about veggie fritters yet. And so I feel like a whole new world has opened up for me, especially for summertime. Like, right. The other mm-hmm. great thing about an air fryer like you said about not having to preheat it, is that it's also not heating up your kitchen. Yes, which is great for summer. Yeah, exactly. So great. Mm-hmm. I have a tiny kitchen and we also live in a warmer climate during the summer. So like anything, we grill outside a lot, but also sometimes you just know, you like you don't have the, the energy to like take everything out to the grill for a weeknight dinner. So an air fryer is just an excellent alternative. Yeah, exactly. And for me, because it's kind of, it's not like, it's a bit of like a set it and forget it. You do need like shake the baskets, like, you know, maybe like once through cooking, but it's, you know, it's not completely, you know, you can just leave it alone, but you can be doing other things. So for me, I still have, I have a 13 month old and she's, you know, doing a lot of finger foods. And so for our meal prep, a lot of the stuff for meal prep is really for her. So we'll do things like tofu. You know, I think tofu is a really great thing to do in the air fryer because a lot of people, when they cook tofu, their biggest issue challenge with it is it sticks to whatever they're, right. they're, they're you know, whatever pan they're using, even if it's a really good nonstick pan. And you just don't have that problem in the same way with the air fryer. So we'll just cut it up, toss it in some soy sauce and oil or, you know, sprinkle some salt and pepper or whatever spices you want to be using. So if you want to use, if you're making like tofu tacos in the week, you know that you might want to spice it with some like Latin spices with coriander, cumin or chili powder, and then just throw it in the air fryer. And then like we just have that like to go to throughout the week that I can feed her, you know, on her, her in her little baby tray, um, these little things. So yeah, that yes. it just makes, it's just, I love it so much clearly <laughs> as you can tell. Okay. So if our listeners need to buy an air fryer, do you have a favorite model brand or what would you suggest people look for if they're shopping for an air fryer? I think I would really look for size. It's like, because that to me is the limiting factor, right? Because you know, I, I, I've gone through all these air fryer cookbooks and they're all like, you you know, do it in like so many batches. Because it's like a lot of the stuff, if you are doing something that has like a breading for it, you can't really like pile that stuff all yes. up, right? So you do need to do it in batches. So for me, like I have a family of five. Um, and so for us, like we, the reason we got, we, we, we've, I've had two air fryers and the reason I got the second one, both have been the Phillips uh, models, but the reason we moved to the second one was just because our, 
we had, we had outgrown our, our previous yeah. one where, cause I was like, I'm no longer cooking for just like two adults, like these other two kids. And then now this third, the baby like eat a lot. <laughs> um, so we just had to get a, a larger one. And I do think like, if you are limited clearly in counter space or kitchen space, like there are now these, like the multifunction ones, a lot of the um, cook smarts members have gotten the ninja foodie. And I think oh, I've yeah. been pretty happy with it. Um, the only thing I think in terms of, you know, there's now these, like you see like these, uh, like basically large toaster ovens that also market themselves as having air fryer technology. Yes. And I have not heard great things about those. And I think it's just because at the end of the day, you are still probably getting a toaster oven, you know, versus um, an air fryer. So I think that's the only thing. But again, like this is not from my own experience, just talking to other folks anecdotally. Yeah. I would say because I have both the Philips, um, which I feel like is kind of like the standard Mm -hmm. air fryer and is like in the $100, $120 price point. I will say I've also tested the Instant Pot air fryer, which they now, even since I've tested it, Instant Pot has put out like now they have an air fryer lid for your Instant Pot, which is a little like that, like Ninja Foodie, where it's like Mm -hmm. it does have pressure cooking capabilities. It has air frying capabilities. But the Instant Pot, the one that the Instant, I think it's called the Omni. It's like it's a smaller than my toaster oven, but much bigger than a toaster. And it has much more capacity than my Philips does. But it still has like some limitations as well like most air fryer recipes will instruct you like halfway through you want to take out the basket and sort of shake it so that everything cooks evenly and with the instant pot air fryer it actually like tells you when you're halfway through your cooking time that you set so that you can swap the trays rather than baskets that it has so I've been really happy with it, but just like any appliance, whether it's like you're trying to learn how to cook in an Instant Pot or a slow cooker, you have to be aware of like its limitations and where it might have some, I don't know, source, source spots is not the word I want to use, but like where it might, you, you might have to troubleshoot some things and move things around. But I would recommend that for people who have like a very large family and they want something to sit on the countertop because it also has like a rotisserie basket that comes or rotisserie function in it. And it comes with a rotisserie setup. It has a basket, which is really fun because you can like put Brussels sprouts in it and then they get super crispy because they're rotating around and it truly is like set it and forget it. But the Phillips one is pretty great and you can... If you have a family of three or a family of four, you can do like a smaller whole chicken in it. Mm -hmm. So it's still like a relatively great size for what it is. This week's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Breyers Ice Cream, America's number one ice cream brand. At Didn't I Just Feed You, we pride ourselves on being in no judgment zone and making sure to offer helpful tips, easy recipes and tasty food products no matter how you cook or what you eat. So if you're on a low-carb diet like Stacy, we're here to help. We don't care if it's because you're keto, it feels better, and anything in between. We just want you to feel great and eat delicious things. That's why we're happy to bring you Briar's Carb Smart, a line of frozen treats that's 3 to 5 grams net carbs and just 150 calories or less per serving. We know that a low-carb count matters to some of you, and we've got you covered. And for everyone else, like me, for whom it doesn't matter, I'm happy to report that Briar's Carb Smart is delicious. And I know my frozen treats, guys. 
This summer, treat yourself to Breyers Carb Smart in flavors including chocolate covered almond, mint fudge, caramel swirl, and more. We made it easy for you with an exclusive coupon for our listeners. Visit Briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you? Because everyone should eat treats. Do you find that the browning is as good in the Instant Pot one as the Phillips one? It's very, I don't want to say it's inconsistent because as soon as you test one thing in it, you're like, okay, that's where it's hot. It's like in the back of it near the heating elements, it's hot. So you do like when I swap the trays for their like top and bottom, I also often like move things around so they get more even. But that I noticed that the most on things like um, pocket pies or empanadas more so than like when I'm roasting veggies, you know, where I'm looking for beautiful, even browning versus like if it's a little bit inconsistent, it's not a deal breaker. Got it. Yeah, I am curious because there are just now so many more than when I bought mine. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with mine. The, the Philips, the new one I got is like the XXL because it's yes. the biggest one they have. And I do miss my smaller one. It was a better design. Like I find that the it, they, they, they work beautifully as air fryers, as like, you know, brown and all of that, but it is like the design is just slightly off that it's just not as convenient. Yes. But it, we get a much bigger size, which we need now because it's like, I need to put in like now two bags of cauliflower, <laughs> two bags of frozen <laughs> cauliflower to feed everybody because it does shrink a lot. So that's what's deceiving. You know, yes. it's like you start off like a, you put like two bags of frozen cauliflower really does fill up the the air fryer. And then by the time it's all brown, like so much of that moisture has, has evaporated and it's like, oh yeah, I'm not like left with like two cups of <laughs> whatever it is. It's a little like that internet meme about um, spinach where it's like you use a whole bag and it ended up being like a tablespoon of spinach once it cooks down. Yes. Yes. Because the veggies get so much smaller as they cook. Yeah. But what, so one thing, one thing I would do want to mention about the air fryer, you know, getting an air fryer is it's not like, you know, some people are like, oh, like I, it's, it's not like a substitute for a deep fryer. So there are some no. foods that are like really like should be deep fried, like fried chicken, falafel, those things. Like if you want that, like really that crispy, juicy, like crisp skin, I feel like you should be deep frying those things. So like, I just want to make sure that folks know that they're not going to get like the same deep fried fried chicken out of an air fryer than they would if they like went and had it, you know, had it gotten a deep fried. Yes. We should talk practically about recipes because you mentioning fried fried foods is a really a good segue into that because you'll notice that recipes for air fried things ask you to use still like a tablespoon of oil or a teaspoon of oil and like toss your veggies in that first or brush your chicken with it first because unlike a deep fryer which really like enrobes all of the food and oil it's really just pushing the air around and in order to make sure that things like cook evenly and that they don't stick at all although most not like most air fryers have either non-stick trays or non-stick basket you really do need like a small amount of oil so an air fryer is not great for someone who like can't have any oil or doesn't want any oil or any fat in their diet, right? Yeah, I do say you do need a little bit of oil. And I, I, I'm i someone like we're we just we're, we're not trying to like be super like oil free or anything in our house. Yes. So we just like, you know, I just throw in however much I think will, is needed to coat the vegetables or the chicken or whatever. So yeah, we definitely still use that um, to ensure like better circulation and also like this better browning of everything. I will say I noticed that I use less oil for air frying vegetables than I would if I was oven roasting them. 
Yeah, probably. And what I do actually is I I typically don't add oil until like halfway through. That's kind of my oh. trick. So like with especially with if I'm doing frozen, right? It seems yeah. silly oh, to me. It would be kind of like it would kind of like steam off yes. into the basket. That exactly. makes so much sense, actually. Yeah. So at that point, like they've sh- like you know frozen. I keep going back to cauliflower because that is like our go-to, uh, but it's like shrunken a little bit, so there's like just less surface area, and so like we you would actually need less oil if you waited a little bit um, than if you started from the beginning. But I now I just do that with everything I find. So even with like yeah. sweet potatoes, it's just like, I'm like, oh, I'll just wait like till halfway through and then I put the oil, salt and pepper in. One of my favorite frozen veggies to throw in the air fryer is edamame, like whole in pod edamame. I don't know why it's so much better than like steaming it in the microwave or putting it in the oven, but it really does like it changes the whole texture of the outside and the sweetness of the beans inside too. I've never tried that one. I will I will have to do that. <laughs> um, I feel surprised that you've never tried that considering no. like you love a frozen veggie. That's also just one of my kids like favorite quick snacks or sometimes like we'll put that in front of them when dinner is taking longer than we expect it to. And they're like really hungry. I feel like it's hard to top the zucchini noodles in the air fryer. But what is one thing that's been like an unexpected, delightful discovery in cooking in the air fryer for you? Um, so I think me like chickpeas. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I really like, cause you know, like now you see all these like bags of like chickpeas, you know, like snack snack chickpeas that are pretty expensive. Like, you know, you want to be four and $6 and I'm like, huh, that's like, they're just chickpeas. Like chickpeas are really cheap. Right. And a can of chickpeas is like less than a dollar. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. And then if you like make make your own chickpeas dried like in the Instant Pot, then it's much cheaper than that. Then it's even that. cheaper. Yes. Yes. So we just do, yeah, we'll do, we'll go from one gadget to the other. We'll do our Instant Pot <laughs> chickpeas and then some of them will go in the air fryer and then they're just like really easy snacks. And again, like for our kids, sometimes it's really hard to think about snacks for kids that are pretty portable but you are not like processed foods, which is, you know, like every once, of course, like we do all that, but it's just nice to have something that like feels like a whole food, but is still like very easily put into a baggie. And then you can like, yeah, take, also take. not super messy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And so like, you, and that, and that's a really great vehicle for like, having, like trying out new flavors. So we'll, you know, we'll switch up the spices and that just helps them like, you know, try some curry powder chickpeas or, or some like chili powder chickpeas or, you know, so it's been a great way to just get a good snack and also try new flavors. One other thing, and this is totally like, you think it's for my kids, but it's really for me. Um, but it's making like a personal pizza. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so we always have naan at our house. We got this like the Stonefire brand of naan that's just like perfect. I love it. It's like super soft. So I just put that with like a spoonful of like marinara sauce, like just like store-bought marinara sauce and mozzarella cheese. And I was like, I'd like to say like, this is a good snack for kids, but it's really a good snack for me. Like I love, <laughs> it's just like a small little handheld pizza that like I will have at like three o'clock and, you know, I put in the air fryer and it feels like, like a really good pizza that you bought at like a restaurant. Um, yes. So. And I would never heat my oven up to do that for no. myself. But like having the air fryer to just toss it in and not have to wait for it to preheat would motivate me to try that. I'm also su- super curious. You mentioned at the the t- top of the interview that you like to do sandwiches in there. So what are some sandwiches that you do like is it just grilled cheese? Are you making other worm sandwiches in the air fryer? Yeah, mostly it's cheese because we're trying to melt cheese right in the air fryer. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the times it's just like open face melts. So we'll Ooh. make like a, you know, 
avocado, like avocado, some like tomatoes, and then put some, like sprinkle some cheese over there and just put it in the air fryer. Or like a tuna melt is really easy to do. Chicken, like you know, chicken salad melts. So yeah, any any sort of open face melts we do in the air fryer very frequently. It's just why like we end up using it like every day, multiple times. Yes, both Stacey and I like we would just say it's toast, right? Like if it's open face, sure. which is just a funny like. I think that's like an internet culture thing because it's everyone loves. To me, yes. it's like toast. To me, it's like something that like it's like lower, but it's like we. I, I like to really build something up, and then I'm like, oh, then it's a melt. That's yes. Why. No, I'm saying we 100 do it like where we're piling like broccoli and white beans, and we're putting like garlic and making this like basically a salad, and then piling it on top of bread, maybe with a bed of hummus or a flavored mayo, and putting cheese on it. But we're just like calling it toast. For sometimes in our family, we call it like fancy toast, but it is 100% an open face sandwich. It is not in any, uh, like, just because we call it toast doesn't actually make it toast. Oh, yeah. I guess toast has been like the new trend. And I never really thought, like, yeah, toast is just open face sandwich. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. And you can also do like a, like a sweet one, too. Like, we really, I like doing bananas in the air fryer to as like an ice cream topping, but you could do like a banana toast and drizzle yeah. like Nutella on it really like you know so you get that like the bananas caramelized yeah and it's just yeah it's super super easy to do one of my favorite discoveries has been that you can use the air fryer to bake cookies so yes. you can oh. do either like three or four cookies fit really well depending mm-hmm. on the size of your air fryer specifically like the Phillips ones where it has a basket but I also discovered this summer, and I think it's from the blog, Our Best Bites. These, they have a bunch of recipes for one big giant cookie, and then you cut it after it comes out. And they're awesome in the air fryer because it's like perfectly the size of the basket with just a little air space around it. Oh, so then would, so the last time, the first time I baked cookies, I like did not think, and I just put the dough like cur- directly onto the basket and it like half of it came like, what like just like fell through. So in this cookie, do you st- like, do you lay down a piece of foil? Yeah. A piece okay. of foil or a piece of parchment paper. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because I was like, I halfway through, I looked at the basket. I was like, oh, oh wow. It's yeah. Like, like, why did I, like, like I, 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 I do a lot of cooking. Why didn't I not think this through? I have to tell you. Right when I got my first air fryer, I was chatting with the social media manager at Kitchen and I was like, I wonder if you could like pop popcorn in, in the air fryer. Like, um, oh. don't do it. <laughs> oh. I can imagine like the fan like whips everything up. I don't know. I don't like know what why. happened? I, I thought it would be like um, an air popper for some yeah. reason because it's like just pushing hot air around. But in most air fryers, the fan is like, up above yes. the the basket. And so what would happen is the air would blow the kernels of corn up into the fan. And it was the worst, most painful noise ever. Like of them, the kernels just, just getting like stuck, yeah. dinging around, whirring around and like hitting the fan as it was moving. Um, but I, I just like I had this curiosity gap. I was like, I wonder if I could do this and I have to try. But don't like please everyone else learn from my mistake and do not 
try to pop popcorn. Well, now, now you know. That's a, that's a good tip. So something <laughs> that is shaped like popcorn that I do in the air fryer lot are pine nuts. Like just toasting oh, pine yeah. nuts for pesto. That's like an easy thing. Versus like I'm like I'm too lazy to even get out a pan and heat up the stove. I'll just dump it in the air fryer. You can do that with lots of nuts, and yeah. also like some. I've done sesame seeds. Although again, you have to do like a little bit of a liner, obviously, to right. catch them because most of the air fryer trays are perforated. Do you have any other, like, you mentioned doing chicken. What are some other things that you like to use the air fryer for as far as meal prep? So, oh, so I do a lot of proteins like chopped up. So I mentioned like the chicken breast earlier, but we also just do again, like for finger foods, like a lot of chopped up stuff. Cause that's like then easy to go into like a wrap or a salad. Yeah. Um, so like, or tacos. So we'll do like chopped up salmon in there. Cause it's hard to fit like like especially for a family of five like there's no way we can fit it as fillets but if i chop up the salmon then i can just throw it in and then we'll use those for tacos or salads or something and that's good good use of that space in terms of proteins also like we'll do bacon in there yes i want to talk about that because air fryer bacon is so super crispy and delicious yes it is yeah so like if i'm you know, I actually do like doing it like chopped up. I don't know if you do it like us whole strips, but I'll just chop it up and then we can use those for like a bunch of different meals throughout the week. Yes. Like chopping it in half. Chop it up. Oh, I chop it up like um, in like smaller, like half inch pieces. Like, oh, maybe. yeah. So then like I'll sprinkle them onto an omelet or you can use them in a quiche or put also, them into those. Like- probably cook faster they cook yeah it cooks really fast and then yeah you can use it like soup topping salad topping so that's like another nice like meal prep thing to have like just handy because like frying like a couple strips of bacon just feels like it's never worth it because like the pan is like gets all like oily and everything but like we'll just put a bunch of strips chop it up and then you can throw like a lot in the air fryer that's so smart I also love doing like whole sweet potatoes or whole baked potatoes for meal prep in my air fryer. I haven't, we don't, we, I think we're just like, we never do sweet potatoes enough. Like we, I often will do that in the instant pot just to steam them. And like, then I'll use those like in like a veggie burger base or something. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done like whole sweet potatoes in there. I should try that. You should. I find that it sort of like concentrates the sweetness of the sweet potatoes. So they're even more flavorful and specifically like just a regular baked potato. It takes about the same amount of time to roast uh, a whole potato in the air fryer, but the skin is significantly more crisp and the inside's Mm -hmm. like a little bit more fluffy. It's sort of like you were saying how the, the convection actually sort of keeps a lot of the moisture in whatever you're cooking so you yeah. don't end up with like dried out baked potatoes so it's That's one of my good. favorite and then uh, then those like super crispy baked potatoes also reheat really well if i'm making them for meal prep i find that their skin stays crispy and reheating oh yeah i could imagine that one the one vegetable that like i've never that i've not gone to work in the air fryer is our beets oh really yeah like have how you got them you, to work i actually don't think i've tried beets in the air fryer how have you tried them so I just, maybe, yeah, I just put them in whole uh, and I did, I wrapped them up. So I kind of like put like three beets in like foil and sort of wrap them up and then put a little bit of water in there even just so they would steam a little bit inside, but they didn't come out. They came out kind of dry compared to the way I usually just do them in the oven where, you know, just put them in some water in a container, you know, in a tray yeah. and then wrap in foil. 
That's really interesting. I would assume that, like, because that's a pretty standard cooking method for beets, right? Like whole beets, you wrap them. Although usually I do like a little bit of oil, not a little bit of water. But it seems odd that that wouldn't help just like steam them. Yeah. I'm going to try again. Although it was one of those things where it's like, well, my oven method works fine. And it's like when you're you're doing beets, you know, you're kind of in it for the long haul. (laughs) It's not a quick thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to have you come on. Of course, I'm happy that you agree with me that like an air fryer is a great tool for busy home cooks. Totally. But you should tell everyone really quickly about CookSmarts and where they can find you. Sure. So you can find more about CookSmarts at CookSmarts.com. And we are a meal plan service. So every week we send our members a menu that really kind of is optimized for food waste. So we're really helping people think through like, if you're going to be using cilantro in one meal, we'll make sure you use it up in like another meal. And then we have diet versions for each of the meals. So you can have, you can do it the gluten-free, paleo or vegetarian version. And so that's... That really helps for like families that have a lot of a mixed diet blended families, which we see more and more of where like mom might be paleo and like, you know, son is vegetarian or something. And so it just really helps that you can kind of see different versions of the meal and not have to like think through like, how am I going to make two separate meals for everybody? Yes, it's such a great service. And you do CookSmarts also offers a free trial if anyone's curious and you want to try it out. You can visit cooksmarts.com. Yes, of course. So yeah, come on over and give us a try. You know, we generate a grocery list for you and it just makes the whole week so much easier to not have to think through like, what am I going to make for dinner? We all need that. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Megan. So now the big question, because it's all about Stacy. <laughs> Do I need an air fryer? Uh, yeah. I think I, I do. feel like you really do. Maybe that's why I'm sending you for your birthday this month. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so convinced. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that. I just caught that. I want that. Um, <laughs> you know, I love gifts. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm shameless. Okay. So listen, here's the thing that really is interesting about this. I love the part where Jessica's talking about how she's just using her air fryer multiple times a day and how literally just throwing like frozen vegetables you know, into the air fryer is like a big thing for her and saves her. Now, you might be thinking, well, part of that is that she's an 18-month-old and baby-led weaning. I have a 10-year-old and I have a 13-year-old. And in quarantine, I've gotten up close and personal with their eating habits in a way that I haven't been since they were very young and just like home all day, all the time. And let me tell you something. They're not really (laughs) my favorite. (laughs) And I've resorted to some techniques I used to use when they were really little to just encourage, gently encourage eating more fruits and vegetables and like taking in a more balanced diet. So yeah. I posted this on Instagram recently. Some days in the morning, especially if I'm going to be like, I have to hole up and work for a while, I'll put a big platter with like grapes, Asian pear, like sliced pepper just out so that they can keep return to it. Because if it's out and there and prepared, they'll eat it. And I know they would love fried vegetables. Like that could be easy to just like put out on the counter or just have going like as a snack before dinner's ready. It would seriously be a lifesaver. Yes. And also like just mentioned, it is a great little tool for meal prepping and like making proteins like you could take a bag of frozen shrimp and throw it in there and then you'd have could have cold shrimp for snacks and salads and wraps 
throughout the whole oh, week. Yes. So it's not just like a snack tool, but also a meal prep tool. And especially like this summer when it's so hot, I know that I'm going to be using my air fryer even more than I use it during the rest of the year because I don't have to heat up my whole oven to even cook chicken nuggets for my yeah. kids from the freezer. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? That's what I've always used to say about the slow cooker and the instant pot that people old school thinking about it is that it's for stews and the kinds of foods that are associated with cold weather. But actually, it's a summer lifesaver. Yes. And just like the air fryer is not like a replacement for deep fried food. You don't you're not cooking. I'm not cooking deep fried foods out of the air fryer every day. I'm cooking like more vegetables and more lean proteins and chickpeas as a snack for my kids. Like it's definitely a new way of thinking about what air, what fried really means. And for the air fryer, it just means like beautifully roasted, toasted and delicious. Oh, yum. I think that's the perfect note to end on. I got to go. I'm going to go order mine. I don't know if I can wait for you to order <laughs> no, wait, it for my wait. birthday. You only have like two weeks until your birthday. Please, please. <laughs> um. All right, guys, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get this week's bonus recipe, because guess what? It's going to be something air fried. Um, <laughs> plus, we send out a favorite weekly finds every Friday. You can subscribe to our newsletter using the link on Instagram or on Facebook, or just go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com. And be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook, where we are obviously at Didn't I Just Feed You. We'd also really love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook, where you can join with the code word whiskey, or just tell us your favorite cocktail, because we always need more ideas. And don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review or tell your friends about us, too. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. Don't forget to look for our listeners group on Facebook. The answer to the question is whiskey. Whiskey? You're not allowed to drink whiskey. It's alcohol. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 